It is almost the new year, so I'm going to help you set intentions like you probably never have before. And the reason why I say that is because what I see a lot of people do, whether it's for setting new year intentions or it's just setting intentions to manifest any other time of the year, is people tend to just want to dive straight into the new, which I don't blame you. I totally understand. And I used to do the same thing as well. Sometimes maybe we're moving forward from a year that wasn't that great and we just kind of want to forget it and move on and get into the next year, the next phase of our life and just forget everything that happened before. Although I understand the intentions behind doing this, when we do this, we're leaving a lot of valuable information on the table that could really inform our future that we want to manifest for the better. I'm going to be explaining this new way of intention setting and specifically tying it to New Year's intentions because obviously it's the new year and we're all so excited for that. But know that you can apply this process, whether it's a new year calendar-wise or it's a new year for your birthday or just any other time that you want to move forward from maybe the phase of life or the era that you were in previously and step into a new phase. If you've listened to my podcast, the Good Fucking Energy podcast before, and the reason why I say that right now is because partially I'm filming this for YouTube and partially I'm recording this for the podcast. So yeah. So if you have listened to my podcast before, or if you follow me on Instagram at Arcanum Life or TikTok at Arcanum LA, you have probably heard that I give my next level selves, so the new version of myself that I'm stepping into, names for their alter egos. We're going to get into that, but I bring this up to just kind of explain to you that when I shift into those new eras of self, it doesn't necessarily need to be at the start of a new year or my birthday, I will do it as it feels intuitively aligned and I feel ready to move on to a new phase of my life. Just prefacing this, if you want to apply this, maybe you're catching this after New Year's or any other time in the future and you still want to apply this process, I'm just letting you know that this applies any time of the year to you. So like I said, I want to explain this in two parts to you guys because I see intention setting as a two-part thing. Part one of it is reflection and that's the part that people often want to skip because it seems not so fun, right? It's not in the dreamy energy as intention setting is, but it is so important. Actually, I find it to be very lovely as well to reflect and get to really celebrate yourself and your growth from the last year. Now, I know, like I said at the start, maybe there's some of you who want to just completely fucking forget last year. <laughs> and I've been there. I understand that too. And you just want to move forward into a more desirable future for yourself. We're going to dive so much deeper into this and I'm going to kind of walk you through the process of actually processing those more challenging events from the previous year as we move on. But what I want you to understand is that there's actually so much for you in there to serve this future self that you're becoming and this future life that you are manifesting now in this next year or next phase of life. And just as I said, you know, as we reflect, it's really great to celebrate ourselves and celebrate our wins. There are things to celebrate and even these events that are not so great to look back on, right? Because ultimately you survived it and you're here and you are stronger now because you've moved through and overcome this challenging period in your life. So I want you to be taking the time to really recognize yourself for all that you have accomplished, overcome, achieved in the last year and bring those lessons with you into the future that you're manifesting now so that you aren't starting from square one all the time or repeating lessons that you've already learned. This is why reflecting is so, so valuable before we go forth in setting our new year intentions. It can also inform us of patterns that maybe we hadn't recognized previously that we want to set the intention to change 
in the coming year, ways of being that we want to grow and evolve from. It just allows us to shine a light on everything that if we just try to keep our eyes looking forward all the time, we kind of rob ourselves of the experience of actually learning and growing from. And ultimately, we'll probably repeat those same patterns, those same scenarios, those same lessons again in the new year or new era to come. But before we go into that any deeper, I want to explain this new year intention setting series that this is that I'm creating for you guys. This is part one of what will be a three part series. I want to give you guys the rundown of the parts so you know what to expect to be released in the coming weeks and also give you guys some insight on some resources that will help you as you follow along in this intention setting process. So like I said, this is part one and this is the reflection part of the process, which is so important. I do not want you to skip it. Trust me, you will thank me after you finish it. Part two is going to be the actual intention setting and manifestation and energetics portion of the intention setting. And then for part three, I thought it would be really fun for me to actually share my own personal process of this and kind of give you guys a behind the scenes of my previous year, 2023 reflections, lessons learned, things that I'm celebrating and also things that I'm moving forward from and taking the lessons from with me, as well as some insight into the things that I'm manifesting in 2024 and will be aligning my energy to. So you guys will kind of have the behind the scenes look at all of those intentions. And then as you follow along, like I said, if you follow me on Instagram, TikTok here or the podcast, I think it will be fun for you to kind of understand what I'm actually working on behind the scenes. Now, I will say with that, things do seem to change and evolve for me, and I'm sure for you as well, as I move through the year and I'm kind of intuitively guided into new things to manifest or new things to align to or shown something that is better for me, more aligned for me than I had the awareness for when I may have set my original intentions. So we're always open to reviewing and revising, of course, but I just wanted to give you guys that little insight into my process, how I actually apply it, and hopefully that will help you too. So originally I wanted to film part three today as well as I'm going to be filming this part one and part two, although part two will be released next week. So a week after you're seeing this or if you're seeing this later, it's already out. So you don't even have to wait for it. But I was going to film the part three, my own personal reflections and intention settings and have that come out for you guys two weeks from now. So after part two, but I really take this shit seriously. <laughs> if you can't tell, I take intention setting very, very seriously and it's not a process that I like to speed through. So that's also why I really want to give you guys this time with these episodes spaced out a little bit. And like I said, I'm going to share with you guys some resources for you to follow along with that actually have all of these steps listed out for you. So if you want to get ahead, you can. But I like to take my time with my intention setting and my reflecting because I like to be able to actually process what comes up. And sometimes we can't plan for what's actually going to be intuitively guided for us and come up for us when we dive into this work. So my original plan was that I was going to wake up this morning and take myself through the new year intention setting guide that I have to share with you guys too, but more on that in a second. But it just did not feel aligned. And one of the intentions that I can tell you that I'm setting for the new year is that I really, I mean, this is always an intention, but something that I want to step into even more in 2024 is really moving from alignment and noticing when I'm doing things from obligation, right? I don't just want to sit down and do my big reflection of the previous year and meditating on the lessons learned and processing any of the challenges or traumas from the previous year. And I've had a pretty challenging previous year just in my personal life and try to decide on 2024 New Year intentions to set just for a podcast episode. That doesn't sound so good to me when I really sit down and feel into that. Now, I know that I promised you guys on the last Good Fucking Energy podcast episode that I absolutely would have that episode for you guys before the new year, but listen, 
we just got to trust our intuition. We got to trust our alignment with things. And if something doesn't feel like the right time to dive into that kind of work, which I'll talk to you more about in this episode, then we got to listen to that because ultimately our soul, our intuition knows what's best for us, knows when is going to be the best, the most divine timing for us to go through this reflection, which I believe is honestly soul work because often we're looking at things that, like I said, we may have just wanted to shove in the shadows and leave in the past and move forward from. It's not something to be rushed through. It's something to really feel through and allow yourself to heal in the process of. And same with intention setting. It's really important to take your time when setting intentions and feel into how aligned this certain thing is for you. We'll talk about that more in part two, but there are ego desires versus soul aligned desires. And when we don't give ourselves the proper space to really feel into and question, and what I like to say is try on that desire, we can end up setting intentions or putting in the time and work and energy to manifest something that actually isn't ultimately the most aligned thing for us. So with all that being said, (laughs) I like to take my time with this stuff. I like to make it kind of a big deal as well. So I give myself plenty of time to work through my new year intention setting every year. I typically like to revise at around the six month mark, which conveniently for me is my birthday in June. Shout out my Geminis. So it kind of works out perfectly for me that way. But I already have set aside in my schedule the first week that I'm back from traveling in January to make my giant game plan for 2024. Now listen, you don't need a full week, okay? I don't want to shut you out with that. You don't need a full week. I have two businesses that I also run, so I'm also doing my business planning for 2024. So that's why I'm taking a full week, okay? But telling you all this because I promise you in January, after I've taken that week, done my business plan, done my personal plan and intention setting and reflections and really given myself the space to do that. By the way, I think I'm going to do some sort of special mushroom journey as I do that. So it's going to be a whole thing. And I promise I will give you a full rundown podcast episode, YouTube video, on all of that, okay? I promise. But these two parts that are going to be releasing now in December, they are for you, okay? And if you wanna wait until you hear my personal reflection and my personal intention setting until setting yours in the new year, you can do that too. But honestly, you don't need to. This part and the next one that we'll be releasing next week are all that you need for setting your new year intentions this year. So just know that. Okay, so before we fully get into part one, I told you that I have two resources for you that will help you as you dive into this work. So first of all, I already mentioned it, the new year intention setting guide. I created this a few years ago, but it's still so fucking good. I actually reviewed it earlier this year and was pretty amazed at how good it is because I created this kind of around the start of my journey doing all of this stuff online, sharing my spiritual practice and my manifestation practice with you guys. This was one of the first things I ever released. This guide is going to help you to really ground and apply everything that we're covering here in a step-by-step process I mean, like I said, it's really fucking good. (laughs) I'm taking myself through it as well, but not rushing it, but I am. And this will take you through the process of reflecting, releasing, and powerfully setting intentions for the next year. But we're going to dive into it even deeper and break it down even more in this little mini series. Also, you guys, please ignore all the sounds coming from my cats that are just hellions running all over the house right now. (laughs) It's always something. It's always something. Anyways, in that guide, I also have an intention setting meditation for you that really helps you to tap into your soul alignment and your soul's desires, which we will talk about more in part two. But I just re-recorded that meditation for you guys. So it's completely updated. It's really fucking good. And I will link that down below for you. So if you want to follow along in a nicely organized workbook, and have a nice intention setting meditation to do to help you connect to your soul aligned 
desires, that is there for you. Then the next thing that I have to support you is Manifestation 101, which is my most recent mini course, private podcast feed, and it's so good. I'm obsessed with it. I might be biased because it is my own, but you guys, your responses from those of you who have taken it, reading all of your DMs have just blown me away and really have made me feel so thankful that I did do Manifestation 101 because it was an idea that I have been playing with for a while and just kept putting off, kept putting off. But I say this all the time. A lot of what I create is obviously for you guys, but selfishly for my own practice too. And I had been wanting a resource that I could easily listen to, just binge it in a day or two and fully be reminded of all of the manifestation principles that click on my manifestation alignment again, get my mindset back on track, my energy back on track to be consciously manifesting what I actually desire. So that's what Manifestation 101 was literally made for. So we dive into how manifestation actually works on the scientific subconscious mind and spiritual level and how to actually apply it into action into your life. And then it came with originally two what I call magic audios, which was a manifestation hypnosis and a manifestation subliminal audio. But just last week, I added five more audios for you guys, which I also really loved creating and low-key selfishly created for myself as well. Because if you don't know yet, if I haven't shared this with you guys here, although I do think that I shared it, yeah, I did share it in the last podcast episode, that I am taking a bit of a break. Uh, this podcast will actually be uploaded while I'm on my break and part two, obviously, will be uploaded as well while I'm on my break. I'm also filming a Q&A podcast episode for you guys today too, which will be uploaded on my break. But I'm just taking a step back to just relax, enjoy the holidays. Like I said, get really deep into my own 2023 reflections and 2024 new year intention setting. So I'm just giving myself and my energy the time to be out of input mode, right? Like creation mode and giving and outputting mode and just be in a receptive mode, leaned back, receiving, consuming things that really feel good to me. Like I've been binge watching Abraham Hicks videos. I'm reading three different books right now. <laughs> and that's basically all that I want to do right now is just take in, take in this information and expand in that way internally in my little hermit mode before I come back out in the new year and share more with you guys. But all of that to say that part of my inspiration in these five new audios that I added to Manifestation 101 was asking myself, what are the audios that I want to have on deck to listen to on repeat during this four-week break that I'm taking? Yes, kitty boy. <laughs> what is what is all of this right now? I wanted to have really powerful guided alignment audios on deck for me to just plug in while I'm in this receptive mode, not having to lead myself through my own meditation or creating anything even for myself personally. I like to create my own subliminals and hypnosis and things of that sort. So I wanted a good go-to daily plug-in, lean back and align kind of experience for myself. So that is what I also created for you guys in Manifestation 101. So we have a new hypnosis, which is an abundance hypnosis. And this isn't just about, hi, kitty boy. <laughs> Do you want to be on the podcast? Anyway. This isn't just about abundance as in the financial sense, although I do have affirmations for that in there for you as well, but an abundant life. So seeing everything as expansive and limitless possibilities and being open to receiving the abundant magic of the universe. 
So that's the abundance hypnosis. We have an abundant life subliminal audio. And then also I decided to turn that subliminal audio into an affirmation audio. So subliminals, you can't hear the affirmations that are hidden under the music, but your subconscious mind can. The affirmation audio, you can faintly hear the affirmations in case that feels good to you too. I just felt inspired to do that. It felt like something I wanted to listen to. I thought that would be a really cool option to just plug into your ear and faintly hear the affirmations, but also be able to still do whatever else you wanted to do, whether it's working uh, or getting ready, or in my case, I definitely want to listen to it on repeat on my plane rides when I'm trying to fall asleep. I just think that'll be a really calming thing to listen to. And the affirmations are still put at a low level where you can still focus you can still relax. It's it's a very calming and uplifting audio. And then I have two meditations in there for you guys too. So one is a walking meditation and one is a traditional sit down align meditation. And they're both called creator power activating meditations. So this is really about activating your manifestation power, your creator power turning on to the present moment where you are the most powerful and aligning your energy to the reality and self that you want to be and manifest and attract into your life on that day. So these are great daily audios to listen to. Obviously, you don't need to listen to all of them every single day, but if you just picked one of these audios to listen to every day for a month, I truly guarantee you, you will feel like a different person by the end of that month. Anyways, all of that to say that that is linked down below for you too and will be mega supportive for you, not just in setting intentions, but really in understanding how your energy works, how to apply your energy to consciously and intentionally manifest the life that you want to manifest in this new year. And of course, the magic audios to support you in that. Okay, so now with all of that out of the way, let's get into part one. So like I said, part one is all about reflection, but we aren't just reflecting. We're also integrating. We are learning. We're releasing, remembering, and celebrating so much of what the last year has helped for us. Like I said, so much of this step is often skipped over it, and I just think that's really unfortunate because there is so much for us to learn from the past that can inform a better future for us moving forward. So I'm going to help you by really teaching you guys and walking you through how to do that now. So how do we use the past for our benefit, right? To actually grow and not just see it as something to leave behind, to move forward from and never look back at, but actually honor the experiences that we have lived, whether they are wins or losses for us, whether they've been things that we have been proud of and achieved or celebrated or lessons learned or really difficult challenges that we've had to overcome. We're missing out on a lot when we just try to turn our back to it. So I want you to know how to actually utilize the past to benefit your growth as we step into this new year. So first off, one of the ways that reflecting can help us to move forward more powerfully as we step into the new year and manifest the lives that we're manifesting now is we can actually learn our lessons and therefore stop repeating them. You may have heard this before, but if you haven't, I'll be the one to inform you. I believe, and I think a lot of people in kind of more of a spiritual space, believe that our souls come here to learn lessons. No, that's not to say that everything has been predetermined and picked by you. This is taking everything into a way more esoteric conversation or philosophical conversation, and I'm not trying to go there. But what I'm just trying to say is that we may have lessons that we are here to learn in this lifetime. Maybe your lesson is how to love yourself or how to respect yourself. Maybe your lesson is to let yourself be seen and heard. And we could have so many different lessons that we are here to learn and that as we grow and evolve in this life and utilize our free will as creators 
to choose the life that we want to manifest, there may be lessons that are put in our path for our growth so that we actually can grow into and evolve into the version of ourselves that we need to be to manifest that thing that we have chosen that we want to manifest in this lifetime. Hopefully that makes sense to you. So like I said, one of these lessons may be really learning to respect yourself, to value yourself. Maybe this is a lesson for you to learn how to speak up and use your voice and not be afraid of being seen. And possibly in the previous year or even years, there have been events or situations or challenges within your life where this was something that you had to learn. So to move through this challenge, to overcome this obstacle in this event, you needed to, let's say, respect yourself, stand up for yourself, use your voice, be seen, be heard, right? But the repeating of the lesson happens when we do that thing, we move through that obstacle, and then we go back to our old ways. Or we simply avoid the obstacle as a whole, right? So we just kind of push that thing to the side, move on to the next, and kind of forget it ever happened. We're really doing ourselves a disservice here when we don't take the time to actually reflect on that, get to the core of what was that challenge, what was that obstacle actually trying to teach me? And then learning that lesson and not just learning it consciously by being like, oh yeah, I need to respect myself more but actually embodying it, taking the learnings and embodying them to move forward to be a different version of yourself who no longer makes those same mistakes, who no longer self-abandons in those ways or repeats those same situations and scenarios or allows or accepts that same kind of maybe behavior from other people in their life, right? We're setting new standards and ways of being, receiving, interacting in the world for ourselves as we learn these lessons. That's how we know that we have truly embodied it, when we aren't making the same mistakes and repeating the same patterns that our past self did. So a way that we can do this is actually by reflecting on and digging into and looking back at the challenges of the last year. Often these lessons don't always come in the most prettiest packages. So sometimes the lessons we really need to learn come through in more difficult ways. Now, this isn't always. Of course, we can learn our lessons through wins and successes as well. There can be lessons to be learned and embodied throughout that process. But often, as we look back, it's the challenges, maybe even on the path to that success, that you learn and grow from the most, that hold those most powerful, like, aha moments, those breakthroughs of, oh shit, now I get it. Oh shit, I've been repeating this my whole life because this is a pattern that was presented in my childhood and that I normalize as just the way that life is and what I'm worthy or deserving of or what I can and can't do. And now as an adult, I'm able to see that it doesn't ultimately have to be this way, but this pattern keeps showing up for me because I'm meant to learn that and actually step forth in a new way, not continue allowing this same behavior, this same pattern to repeat, 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 and not doing anything to evolve forward from it and actually change from it. Holy fuck, maybe I should do something different this time around, right? So we do want to bring some attention to those challenges to see if there's anything in there for us. And I believe that there's always something in there for us. There's always something in everything for us if we're willing to learn from it. Everything can be a teacher to us if we are willing to always be a student. And don't worry if you're thinking, well, isn't this a bit spiritual bypassy or self-blaming? I'm going to go into that in a second because I really want you to understand the difference between the work that we're doing here versus, you know, just completely spiritually bypassing some really shitty events and things that happen in the world that can't be explained or blaming yourself for these things that you couldn't have prevented and you should not be blaming yourself for whatsoever. But first, before I get into that, I want you to understand that these learnings that you're going to take from these reflections are going to be positive. So it's not going to be a learning like, I can't trust anyone, right? Let's say that you were cheated on and you've been cheated on previously in the past. Your lesson to learn isn't I can't trust anyone. The lessons to learn 
are going to be positive and associated to self. So they don't have to do with the person at hand. It has to do with yourself. That person and their actions and their behaviors, that's their stuff to deal with, their karma, their stuff to reflect on and learn from and grow forward from. Consider them a teacher, thank them and <laughs> move on. But our lesson is to be learned within ourselves and it is meant to be self-associated and positive. So again, it wouldn't be, I can't trust anyone or I'm not worthy of someone not cheating on me, right? Maybe you reflect back and you see that actually you've attracted multiple partners who behave in this way. And so you see that the lesson is possibly you haven't loved yourself fully or respected yourself and have let people in who really weren't respecting or deserving of your love because you weren't yet solid in your own self and your own self-love. Of course, this is just an example, but I just want to give you guys an understanding of how we take the learning into something that's positive, something that we can learn from. Not saying that realizing that you don't love yourself is a positive thing, but it's something that you can awaken to and realize, wow, I really haven't fully loved and valued and respected myself and really seen myself for the greatness that I am and the wholeness that I am simply as being me. And I was always trying to fit myself into these ideations of my partners and trying to fit into a shape that isn't who I really am. And I abandoned myself in that process and I let people in who weren't deserving of my love and didn't see the value and the worth of who I am simply as me. So what can your intention be moving forward into the new year? Wow, this is going to be a year of really focusing on myself, focusing on becoming solid and whole within myself, loving myself so much that anyone else is an added bonus, but I am whole as I am. I am solid in who I am. I value myself. I know my worth and I respect myself and hold myself and others to certain standards, right? That's a powerful lesson to learn and a positive lesson that is going to positively impact your life in this next year and forever. So obviously there's a million examples of what this can be, but this is just one of them for you to understand this concept deeper. So again, we actually want to learn our lessons and we do this by not just consciously learning them, but actually embodying them. So actually walking the talk of the lesson learned, creating new boundaries, new standards for ourselves to live by as we apply this lesson. And so that when that lesson, that teacher comes up in our life again, obviously in a new shape and form, because that's how it does. It's not the same thing repeatedly. We'd be, we'd probably catch that. It's mysterious. It's tricky in that way where these lessons can show up in different areas of your life as well too, right? If you have a lesson to learn around boundaries, this may show up in friendships as well as partnerships, as well as your work. I can speak for myself in that. <laughs> and I've seen it show up in every single area of my life until you really get that through line and you can connect the dots and spot the patterns of, wow, I have boundaries crossed here and here and here and here, and I've felt this way here and here and here and here. What is the common denominator here? I'm not upholding my boundaries. I'm not respecting myself or my worth the way that I should be. I feel like I need to overextend myself to be worthy. Right? This is just another example of how we can spot these patterns and find a repeating lesson within them. Then we actually learn that lesson by embodying it moving forward. And this is why I say don't rush through this work. Take your time because actually coming to the awareness may even take you a couple days. You may be journaling out the events of the past year and the challenges and feeling into the feelings of them and the common denominators of them, but not actually link them together yet. But trust that your subconscious mind is always at work for you. So as you're doing this work, then maybe you go on with your day, maybe you go to sleep, you may wake up the next day and have a major aha 
of what that underlying lesson in all of those events is. Then you may need to take time to process that and sit with that and become accepting of that lesson that must be learned. Then also take time to decide how you are going to move forward differently to actually learn this lesson and embody the lesson within yourself in this new year, in this new chapter of your life. So I wanted to touch on as well that this can be a touchy topic because it can seem spiritual bypassy or very self-blaming if it's not communicated exactly perfectly. So I just want to clear that up for you guys here to really make you understand because I remember when I first found this work as well and I was in my major healing era. I was probably around 18, 19, not 18, like 19, 20. And I first heard this concept. Initially, it did shake me a bit and I did not fuck with it. <laughs> Being someone who has trauma in my life, it felt not good to me to feel like, oh, so I chose this. Why would I choose this? Or how is there a lesson to learn in this terrible thing that has happened? It's just fucked me up essentially, right? Then after just being open to this work because I so desperately wanted to heal, I started to understand and I found people who explained it in ways that I want to explain for you now because it really helped me come to peace and understanding with this. So when I say that there's a lesson to be learned in everything, I want you to understand that in this life, there's also free will. So you have free will, I have free will, everybody in the world has free will. So sometimes things happen that are completely unexplainable. And these are terrible things. I mean, we're seeing it happen right now in the world in the Middle East, just absolutely terrible, heartbreaking. And there's there's no way to explain it. That's that's truly what I believe. There's no explaining of that. There's no lesson to be learned there from the innocent people who are suffering. And it just, uh, talking about this, just like, these kind of traumas that are inflicted on people, right? Whether it's trauma from war or losing someone or suffering in this way or experiencing this level of unexplainable, terrible things that we're seeing happen right now in the world. Or if you have experienced a trauma such as an assault or something really terrible that has happened to you, I don't ever want you to think or anyone to think that there is a lesson that you need to learn in this or that you somehow caused this because you didn't you didn't. You're not at fault for this in any way. And I truly, I truly believe that. I've heard other spiritual people talk about this kind of stuff in different ways. And it just feels so wrong in my soul, so unaligned, so false. My truth and my understanding is that there are unexplainable, terrible things that happen in the world. And like I said, we have free will. So that's other people's karma who inflict these terrible pains on people, but it's not yours. It's not your karma to carry. And you don't need to put it on yourself as somehow being at, at blame for something that's just so terrible and unexplainable. And this gets very philosophical because the question that everybody has is, so why do bad things happen then, right? If this universe is all loving and expansive and amazing and incredible and grants our wishes, then why do these bad things happen? Why do terrible things happen to innocent people? And we don't know. I don't know. But what I have learned, and obviously my traumas do not compare at all to the things happening in the world right now or 
to maybe what you've experienced yourself. But all that I can do is try to help you through my own experience of what I do know. So please understand that that's all that I'm doing here. What I have learned and what has helped me to move forward from situations is to realize that we can take our power back from these situations that we feel powerless in by allowing ourselves the opportunity to seek a lesson of growth from that situation. So let me explain. This isn't about blaming ourselves, right? This isn't about thinking, if I didn't do this, then this terrible thing would have never happened. Completely forget that. This is looking at the situation and thinking, damn, yeah, that happened and that's terrible. And no, I did not deserve that. No one deserves that, right? But I survived that and look how I have survived. Look how I have continued to live my life and the strength that I've had overcoming that, living through that. Look how resilient I've been, recognizing the healing that you've done, the strength that you've had, recognizing yourself for the level of empathy and compassion you now have as you move through the world for other humans because you know what pain feels like. For me, I think it just helps to allow yourself to take something positive from these shitty situations. And that's how we can take our power back in these situations that we have felt completely powerless, never bypassing the situation. It's like really looking at it as this is shitty. This is terrible. We don't know why bad things happen but this happened, I survived it. And what positive attribute, lesson, skill, trait can I take from this situation to give me my power back, right? And these are often things like strength, resiliency, empathy, compassion, understanding, your ability to survive in the hardest circumstances. These are things to really celebrate and recognize and honor within yourself. And also what I'll say is that sometimes to get to the point to feel like you're able and ready to do this, it can take years, okay? So if you are sitting on a trauma or something that has happened this last year or years ago even that you're like, I'm not ready to go there. That is completely, completely valid, completely, completely okay. And trust that when it is time, for you to move through that, you will feel the call. And when you get that call, I really hope that you seek professional help through a therapist to help guide you through this healing. So as you're doing this work, just know that you don't need to revisit anything that feels too painful for you to go into right now. And you'll know when you are ready to go into each thing. So as you look back, the things that you're like, yeah, I'm ready to dig into that. I want to learn a lesson from that, right? Maybe it's like a breakup or you lost your job or you had some other challenges or struggles that you overcame that you feel ready to look at and you really want to gain a learning from and just leave behind after that. Absolutely do it. You are ready for it. But if there's something that you don't feel comfortable looking at yet, diving into revisiting the feelings and the experience of yet, don't do it. I think other people will say differently, but for me, for my own healing, I've understood healing as layers. And so when I felt ready to heal one layer of whatever trauma, whatever circumstance that have been hard for me to dig into, I heal it. And then maybe a couple years later, I feel ready to go into another layer. And that has been my healing process and it has greatly served me and allowed me to process in my own time. And like I said, I really recommend that you do this kind of work with a therapist, someone who can really be there to support you as you move through those difficult feelings or anything that might come up for you as you do this work. But for the things that you do feel ready to look back on, really sit with them, reflect on them, spot patterns, allow yourself time and space to process them, learn from and grow from them because this is such a powerful thing to do and to carry with you 
as you move forward into this new year. And like I said, we also aren't just learning from the challenges. We are also learning from our achievements, our wins, our successes from the previous year as well and reflecting on them too. Also, I wanted to mention to you guys before we move on from this part that I have put together a list of charities to consider donating to this holiday season. I've posted it on my Instagram, but I will also leave the links down below for you guys here. And if you want to, you can check it in my highlight titled give on my Instagram too. But if you are in the position to give this year, I really, really encourage you to consider it. There are obviously many things happening in the world right now and people who really need the support. Many of the charities that I have linked down below for you guys are providing support and resources in Gaza. And I know the people there can use all the help, all the support that they can get. So please, please, please take some time to consider supporting these charities in whatever way you can this year. And I thank you for that so much. Okay, so now we're gonna move on to a more positive note, but hey, this is part of the work. Reflection is shadow work. We are looking back and hindsight is 2020. We can see aspects of ourselves, maybe ways that we behave, that we acted, that in the moment we probably hid from ourselves. But looking back from a bird's eye view at the full picture, maybe we can see where we were actually in the wrong in certain situations or where we didn't handle things the way that we want to handle them in the future. Or we can see those patterns that I mentioned that we continue to repeat. But like I said, it's just such an ingrained thing from our upbringing, our childhood, that we don't even have the conscious awareness that it is a pattern until we take the time to reflect, to look back and to shine a light on it and then choose a new way of being moving forward. So this work can be heavy, but if you know anything about shadow work, it is so worth it. It is freeing and when you move forward after doing this work, you feel like you've just let go of years of added weight and baggage and you're able to move forward into that new year and to actually setting the intentions for the new reality, the new year that you want to manifest this next year, feeling so much lighter, so much freer, so much more capable and at a new point of evolution of yourself, a new version of yourself who has truly learned from the past and integrated these lessons to move forward more powerfully now because of them. Okay. So I want you to know too that we aren't just learning and growing from the challenges. We can also apply this same process to our wins and the good things that have happened for us this year as well, right? Like I said, hindsight is 2020, so we can actually get so much information from looking back at these situations and seeing how it all played out, what really worked for us, maybe what didn't, what we can improve on as we move forward and apply this all to our future life for our benefit. So some questions to ask yourself when you're looking back on a positive event. So when you're reflecting on a positive event from the past year that you want to take positive lessons from and apply in your future, you can ask yourself what was going on leading up to this event. So maybe observing where was your energy at? What was your mindset like? What were the things that you were doing in your life around this time? For example, just off the top of my head without even having gone through this personally myself and done the deep dive in the new year intention setting guide yet, I can just automatically look back at the best parts of the last year for me and when manifestations were coming through left and right for me in this past year, I already know the things that I was doing around that time. And I was on it with my supportive routines, with my mindset game, my meditation game, my energetic alignment game. I was practicing awareness. I was slowing down, but being productive at the same time. I was moving from intuition. I was supporting myself physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally to be my best self. So look back at your wins, your accomplishments, times when your manifestations came through in this past year and notice what was happening leading up to this event. Observe what happened in this event. Observe what happened after this event. We can see so much more now of how it all pieced together to create our success as we look back at the full picture than we could see when we were in it. 
So this can give you really valuable information to apply to your future goals because success leaves clues. So what has worked for you in the past to successfully manifest, what has worked for you in the past to reach your goals, to be your best self, to feel your best, will likely also help you in the future in this new year as you go forth in manifesting new goals and achievements and stepping into an even higher version of your best self. And again, we can apply this to the challenges too. So noticing what was happening leading up to this event. Like I said, just as easily as I can reflect back on how during the best times of this last year, what I was doing and how I was maintaining my silly little routines or really prioritizing my mindset and my energetic well-being. Honestly, I'd say everything, mind, body, soul. I can also look back on the more challenging times of the last year and see where I wasn't prioritizing that for myself. So I can look back at these challenging events or these low periods of the last year and see how leading up to that, maybe I was self-abandoning and see how leading up to that, What was I doing? What are the patterns that occurred? How was I acting? And using that to inform me so that I don't repeat that moving forward. Or at least I can be more aware when I fall into that way of being and know how it ends up. Again, noticing what happened in the event. How were you being in the event? Where was your mindset at? Where was your energy at? What were you doing? Really taking that hindsight is 2020 perspective to see what you couldn't see when you were in it. And again, noticing the unfoldment after that event, what happened following this event. Maybe you can even see how you got out of that rut. And again, you can apply this to inform you for a better future. So if as you're reflecting, you see a win, you see a success that you want to repeat, let's dissect that. Ask yourself, what worked here? Again, what were you doing around this time? What was your energy, your vibration, your mindset like around this time that helped you to manifest that success? What could you do moving forward that would make it even better or even easier for you? How did you change or grow from this experience, from the success, this win? What did you learn from it? And then take the time to really celebrate this experience, celebrate this achievement, celebrate this win. So you guys, this is another reason why we don't just want to move forward from the past and just completely forget about it because there's so much for us to actually feel a lot of gratitude for. There's so much valuable information within the past to inform a better future for ourselves. There's so much for us to learn and grow from. And there's so much to actually really celebrate and savor in the feelings of. And when we're just always focused on that next best thing, we really aren't taking the time to really love and celebrate ourselves. And we need to do that more. This is actually a hack for manifestation but celebrate yourself, celebrate your wins. When your manifestations come through, when your goals are achieved, celebrate the fuck out of them. Then if there's a challenging or difficult event that you want to and feel ready to process and integrate and grow from now, you can ask yourself, what did I learn from overcoming this challenge? And yes, I say overcome, even if you are still healing from or hurting from this event, Because ultimately, you are here. You have overcome it. You have survived it. So recognize that within yourself. Recognize how far you have come already and what you have learned on the path to overcoming this challenge at this level of healing that you're at now. Really trust your intuition in this as well. It's always really interesting doing this work the random, the seemingly random things that might come up for you. I know this has definitely happened for me as well. And trust that what your intuition is bringing up for you, even if it makes no sense, even if it's something you're like, I'm not bothered by that or I've healed from that already or that's way in the past. Trust that there's something there for you to dig into that your subconscious mind wants you to bring up, wants you to heal, wants you to release. So just allow this to be a very intuitive, a very spiritual practice. And that's again, why I'd say do not rush through this work, take your time with it. So again, we are looking for the learnings here. So what did I learn from living and overcoming this challenge? Like I said before, maybe you notice that there is a pattern here. Maybe you notice that it's a lack of your own self-love and self-worth resulting in lack of boundaries in relationships, leaving you feeling like you're always being taken advantage of. And maybe you can trace this back 
way, way, way back to your childhood or even to patterns in generationally in your family. Maybe the lesson for you is to trust your intuition more, to honor yourself more and tune into your feelings more. Maybe it's to prioritize your health and your well-being more. I know I learned that lesson hard a couple times. Actually, all of those lessons that I just listed, I've learned. (laughs) And there's probably layers of them. I'm still learning. And then like I mentioned before as well, these lessons can also be traits or skills that you've taken from the situation as well. Like resiliency, ability to overcome challenging situations, problem solving, maybe even business skills. Like I know in my business, every time I've overcome a challenge in running a business, I've gotten smarter in business because of it. So all of these should be recognized and celebrated. Okay, so let's recap this process for you. You are reflecting on events from the past year. You're viewing them from now the future, the bigger picture, because hindsight is 2020 and you can see so much more from this bird's eye view that you now have. You are integrating the event and growing from it. So gaining a positive lesson, trait, or skill from that experience to carry on with you in the future. We are recognizing, honoring, and celebrating ourselves through this entire process. And in doing this, we also form a stronger relationship with ourselves because we are showing ourselves that we can be honest with ourselves. We can really look at ourselves from a real and raw lens and even look at our own fuck-ups and forgive ourselves for them and move forward positively for them. And also when digging into those more challenging things, we show ourselves that we are here for ourselves, that we are supporting ourselves in our healing, that we love ourselves. And as we celebrate our wins, for me, this has really helped me to not feel like I'm never enough and I'm always having to do, do, do and do more and be better. And it's really helped me to get to the bottom of this limiting belief or pattern that I had of always feeling like I'm not enough and trying to prove myself more and more at the expense of my own self, my own well-being and actually celebrating myself, the lessons that I've learned, my own accomplishments has allowed me to slow down and really see like, wow, look how far you've come. Look what you have done. And of course, yes, there's these other amazing goals and dreams and achievements that you still have on your mind that you are still going after, but let's celebrate what you have done now. So this act of recognizing and honoring and celebrating yourself in the process, I think just strengthens your relationship with self and your self-worth, self value and self-love. We go more into a release practice in the new year intention setting guide. So I'll let you dive into that there. And I also like to use this time of reflection for remembering. So if there's anything that you really want to remember from this past year, this is a great time to do so. Maybe you have a special day that you really want to remember or somewhere that you traveled to. Maybe you experienced a really massive internal shift or breakthrough and you want to remember these little things in this year, I like to keep track of these things. So like I said, if you're doing the new year intention setting guide, you can just save that guide maybe on your computer. If you're filling it out online, I like to do it in my iPad so I can write on it. Or maybe you're going to do this work in your journal and just have a page of things that you want to remember so that you can look back on it and remember these events from the last year. I think that's really special and lovely to do. I also like to recognize big picture how I grew or changed over the last year because I always think that's really interesting to kind of sum up and then be able to look back on as well. And then these things that you want to remember as you are reflecting on them, writing them down, saving them in whatever way that you want to save them, really take the time to feel the energy of them and love them. And again, practice that feeling of gratitude, appreciation, and recognizing for all the great things that have happened this year and all the growth that you have done. And lastly, I like to close out this phase of the new year intention setting with some major gratitude. So write out 10 to 20 things that you're grateful for from this last year. This is also really powerful to do as well because gratitude is one of the most high vibrational frequencies that you can vibrate in. So after doing shadow work, after doing this deep soul healing work, this reflection, it's really great to boost your energy up again by aligning into gratitude, bringing energy, attention into 
really wonderful things that you're really grateful for this year. And these can be simple things as well, right? Like maybe I'll say my cats <laughs> or my morning routine or little things that we may tend to just overlook as mundane, but bring us so much love and peace. It's really important to bring appreciation to those things and charge them with gratitude and all your good fucking energy. And that my friends is part one of the new year intention setting. As a reminder, I have links for charities to donate to down below. I also have links for the new year intention setting guide that I've been referencing throughout this that will take you through all of this step by step, as well as manifestation 101, which while I'm away on break, I just cannot recommend to you to dive into enough. Like I said, it's going to be my number one resource this entire time that I'm taking my little break and I will be doing a meditation or a hypnosis from it daily. And I know I'm gonna come back a brand new bitch in the new year, thanks to it. It really is so fucking good. So I will link it down below for you. And like I said, or at least I think I said, Manifestation 101 is meant to be re-listened to again and again, utilized all the time. So I've created it in a really accessible way where you just add it to your podcast feed. So it's super, super easy to access and to plug into whenever you want. So all of that will be linked down below for you guys. I will see you in part two, which will be released next week, where we go into the actual intention setting and manifestation part of all of this. And with that, I am sending you so much love, so much good fucking energy. I hope you have the happiest of holidays and I'll see you soon.